Hello and welcome to Business Line Podcasts and yet another episode of Digital Gadfly which explores trending topics in the field of digital marketing. Of late there's a great deal of buzz about ChatGPT and generative AI. The word on the street is that marketing will be totally revolutionized by artificial intelligence and jobs lost. Host Shubho Sengupta, a seasoned digital marketer, chats with Jaspreet Bindra to find out if we need to be worried. Jaspreet is a thought leader on digital transformation and AI and also the author of Tech Whisperers, a futuristic book. Over to both of them. Jaspreet, welcome to Digital Gadfly. So happy to have you here. We've been reading your book, Tech Whisperers, with much delight. So can you give us a broad idea? What is AI, machine learning, etc. going to do to the creative advertising community. Thanks, Abu. Uh, good to meet you after a long time. AI is a fundamental technology which many liken to electricity. Pretty much like electricity's general purpose, it's horizontal. It kind of you can't see it, but you can use it in everything. Uh, so it is with AI. And AI is vast. It's massive. It has many components. Machine learning is one of them. Deep learning, language processing, etc. Uh, but obviously the the AI technology du jour of the day is uh, ChatGPT, which belongs to a part of AI called generative AI, which has other um, uh, amazing uh, new models like DALI and uh, stable diffusion, et cetera, which create pictures from prompts. Now, while, as a, while like electricity, this industry, this part of this ChatGPT, GPT-3, DALI will influence uh, all industries and therefore all jobs. I think one of the first, the low hanging fruit, if it may, for this is going to be the uh, creative uh, industry. It's actually explained by the name of this technology itself, which is generative AI. It generates stuff. And that's what the creative industry does. It generates ideas, it generates copy, it generates visual. ChatGPT, GPT-3, et cetera, are actually built to do that. Great creative copy can actually be generated by these models if you enter a prompt and you know you could pretty much in some sense replace a copywriter generating number two is generating visuals generating art generating the visual part of a of any creative ad or or, 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 or a marketing campaign uh, or even collateral uh, is something which is super easy to do now with with DALI or stable diffusion, you know, you just give a prompt that you want a nice picture of a toothpaste and a boy in a pastoral setting in Italy. And it will kind of give you that in like a few minutes. And if you don't like it, you kind of change the prompt again and something else will come up. And therefore graphic designers uh, in, uh, uh, in creative industries will see this as, uh, as a threat or a tool. There are multiple other examples. Uh, personalization, uh, driving engagement, uh, recommendation engines, and how you recommend better, segmentation, how you can segment better. It kind of runs across. The only thing I would say to uh, close this particular uh, answer in a sense is that, look, it's not that these AI technologies will replace human. Many of us think that, you know, now there's DALI or there's uh, ChatGPT, we don't need customer service anymore, or we don't need visual designers anymore. However, humans using AI will replace humans. And so it's, so we don't, we need to embrace them, work with them and uh, do our job better than what we have done so far.
I think what you said is fantastic. Humans with AI will replace humans as in without AI. So that really, uh, you know, uh, explains what happened to me a couple of weeks back. I was using chat GPI um, to use some, you know, write some advertising copy. And I saw that this was interesting, but, you know, some nuances, layers were missing, which, you know, which a copywriter is hired to do. You know, a lot of the, you know, every brand has its tone and so on. You're a marketing guy, you know what I'm talking about. So, you know, then, then I realized, but still, if you look at most, you know, uh, I mean, brands in particular segments where, you know, there's, there's no brand, classical branding, as we call it, but it does require, you know, 500 words of, you know, explaining a, a laptop, you know, screen or something in the next, uh, you know, whether deadlines breathing down your neck. So, you know, things like chat GPT is going to make make a smart copywriter's job much, much easier. So I, I'm completely with you. I understand. Can you tell us a little more about your book? I published this book in late 2019. And uh, the, the pace at which technology moves, I think my book is already prehistoric in terms of what it is about. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll explain that with an example. So anyway, just about the book a little bit before I come to the prehistoric bit. Uh, the Tech Whisperer was um, was published by Penguin, released uh, yeah three years back, and it's it's basically focuses on as its subtitle says it focuses on digital transformation and the technologies that enable it. You know, I've I've been working for many years in digital transformation. My last corporate role as the uh, as the Equilibrium Group Chief Digital Officer for the Mahindra Group. Act, and digital transformation has is a, is a word which has many uh, many uh, uh, different answer uh, many different definitions. But the, what I wrote about was that if you have a large traditional quote unquote non digital non tech kind of a company, which most of most of the companies are most of the economy is, how does you know it transform to become a more digital tech at core kind of a, a company and why does it need to do so? How does it need to? Most of the people know the answers to the why, the how is much more tricky. What I wrote in my book was that it wasn't really about technology. Technologies like AI, blockchain, et cetera, were great tools to make transformation happen. They weren't the end result of the transformation. And the transformation had more to do with business models and how do you make your business model as digital as possible? How do you kind of change... Um, your uh, uh, redo your customer experience for the new customer, especially after COVID. Uh, and then most importantly, how do you kind of work upon your culture so that it becomes a much more of a digital culture and mindset. And so the book, in fact, this is what I call in my book, the Holy Trinity. Uh, Brahma being a creator was about business models, which create businesses. Vishnu, the preserver was about customer experience and how to preserve that. And then there's only one destroyer, Shiva, which and that destroyer was about us, people, mindsets, cultures. And so, you know, I use that model. And then it goes into demystifying and simplifying technology for uh, the layperson. And that's why the name Tech Whisperer, as the dog whisperer or the elephant whisperer kind of speaks to dogs and elephants or horses in their language and makes it simple and makes them understand. Uh, that's where the name Tech Whisperer came from. And that's where what the book is about. And I was very fortunate it kind of became fairly bestseller in about seven days and a lot many more people than I thought actually bought it which was fantastic but supposed to tell you about the antiquated part so one of the things I did in the book your marketing uh, mind would understand why was that one chapter in the book which was a chapter on 
AI was actually written by an AI. So it was the first book actually where one entire chapter was entirely by, uh, by an AI agent. And so it was an AI writing about an AI. I did it for two reasons. One, obviously, we could make the book more intriguing and uh, allow uh, hopefully get people to pick it up. But the, the interesting thing was that the next chapter, so chapter 13 was AI on AI. The next chapter, chapter 14, was a chapter on AI written by a human being, which was me. And fortunately, the human being written chapter was much better than the AI chapter. But this was before, this was before chat GPT. And GPT-3 could have written a chapter as well as I wrote it, though obviously the style and the tonality would have been different. Now it's no longer... AI writing about AI is no longer a big deal. Three years back, it was a big deal. That's how technology moves, and that's about my book. If I can just end with one last question, which is Web3. We keep hearing, and your book also covers it a lot. And, uh, you know, uh, Web3 in India and, uh, you know, 5G, you know, do you see all these things coming together? Do you see tier two, tier three towns uh, benefiting from this? If so, how? Okay, that's a very vast question. And look, Web3 and 5G are very different things in that sense, but but they do come together. In fact, one of the things I'm fond of saying is that, look, you should look at one technology in isolation. How will AI change my life? How will Web3 change my life? How will 5G change my life? How will quantum computing change my life? No, most of these things happen together and therefore life or work changes as a because of a combination of these things rather than just one technology. Now, specifically speaking of uh, Web3, uh, very simplistically, uh, you know, what is Web3? Uh, in a very simplified way, if Web1, which was, you know, the days of MSN and Yahoo, the published web in a sense, was about read. So all you could do in Web1 was read. Web2, which is Twitter, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera, you could read and write. So it moved from a read web to a read-write web. And web three, as it happens, as it develops, is a read, write, and own, OWN own web. So you not only read and write, but you also own it. And this owning of it is the difference uh, between the three. Uh, and by owning it means that you know you will use uh, you know it rather than Web 2, which was advertiser pays, Web 3 will be a lot to do with subscriptions, a lot to do with uh, digital tokens, et cetera, where you, know, the, you, know, you will be a part of creating stuff. Web 3 also is going to be far more decentralized than Web 2. In fact, that's the whole reason why Web 3 is coming in. Web 2, web, the web today, the internet today is super central. It was never supposed to be. It was supposed to free us up. It was supposed to you know, empower the long tail, the small guy, uh, but actually uh, do not to do away with intermediaries. But the way I, what actually happened was that Web2 created far more powerful intermediaries than even, you know, the non-Web world. And so there's this backlash. And so now the decentralized web built on blockchains, et cetera, delivered by stuff like 5G, et cetera, is, is, is coming in. The metaverse perhaps will be uh, the UI of, of Web3, the UI of Web2 was the phone, the UI of Web1 was the PC. Maybe the UI of Web3 will be the metaverse. Now, how will it change stuff in small towns, etc.? 5G will make delivery faster of content. Web3 will make much more content uh, to be produced because in Web3, that content will not be owned by the Facebooks or the um, 
Googles of life, you will you know monetize your own content. And so it will give rise, Web3 will further turbocharge this, this thing called the creator economy, which again you might be familiar with, where you know you as a creator, writer, printer, etc., you can actually without uh, going into some of these big platforms, monetize it yourself through the set stacks, et cetera, of life. Web3 will actually make it far more democratic. And so hopefully we will have far more uh, single creators being able to monetize stuff better in web, uh, in smaller towns. Already, uh, I see artists in small towns in India monetizing their art through NFTs. It's not that they become very rich by that, but at least they've got a way to do it rather than going and looking for art galleries which will take art. So there are multiple other ways it will. I just thought I'd give you a couple of examples. But yes, like any other technology, um, new technologies don't have any big city, small city borders. They'll come and they'll kind of secularly uh, change stuff across across uh, across cities, across countries. That's quite a quite a vast uh, you know area you covered. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, do like and share. And also check out our website and YouTube channel for more podcasts. Happy listening.